We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And they can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. What happened? What happened this time? What's what's uh, nothing, funny this nothing, time? Man, I'm trying to tell you. I just I just love it. I love. I look. I I aspire to have an opening that looks that way. That's that clean. That gives a different feel. But like like I said, you you know, your opening conveys a feeling mm. every time it happens. You want the person to be like, oh okay, Dick's show. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. like, like mine that. mine was you know mine is I wanted to explain who my fan was, who, mm. who I wanted to talk to. So that was, that was the reason for the read. Now, as I grow it and, you know, I start having more things and more people and we can start pumping it with other stuff. Um, but that was the initial thought process behind, you know, uh, what is the American fan? What is a fan? Fan is the person that's, you know, that, Crazy. that doesn't, that doesn't give up on their Irrational. team. Yeah. Like, well, what would really, what is the definition of fan? The fan is actually a fanatic. Yeah. Like when you actually look at the definition of fan, it doesn't really convey what you feel. When you, de- when you look up the definition of fanatic, I was like, oh, that's a thousand percent me. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it really starts to break it down. So that's, oh, yeah. know, so that's, that's why I smile whenever I see yours. And I, you know what I mean? I hope that your fans out there feel the same way whenever the show starts. I immediately get a feeling like, oh, okay, I'm gonna watch Nick's show right Let's now. Let's go. I like that, man. That's a yeah, you know I mean, so, so it's you know, good. I don't feel I don't feel too bad whenever you're you're laughing at the end. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's, it's a, good vibes. It's, it's a great it's a vibe. It's yeah, a course. great That's vibe. Why to it's start. the best sports betting vibe on the internet. And we're back once again, veterans minimum. At veterans minimum, as you can find all things VM. The boys are back. We got Kenny joining the show at the end. We already pre-recorded that. Really fun segment. And that's it. And what I mean by that is <laughs> the regular season. It, it, it came and went, bro. And it's unbelievable how much we love football. It's unbelievable how much we wait for the regular season to start. And then, dude, I remember being so excited that it was August. Because August is really when football starts. You can start your content. You do your preseason previews. Like, you know, fun fact. A lot of Rams beat riders were high on Puka coming into the year. 
they weren't, holy shit, he's going to break all these records high. But to them, yeah, it wasn't as shocking that he was going to be this productive as it was to everybody all, else. All of us, yeah. yeah. So yeah. with that said, come August, start getting back into the groove, start feeling yourself a bit, and then it's week one, and then you're so excited, and then it's week four. <laughs> Shit, we're in October. And then before you know it, your wild card weekend now. How, how is it already January? It's unbelievable, bro. It's unbelievable. And then I started thinking about it more and more, Josh, how we love football so much. And I've I've been on the record saying, I don't love football. I love NFL football. Yes, you you have you have said that. It's it is it is saddening, but I, I guess I understand it. I tried watching XFL and USFL and the PFL and all this other FLs, <laughs> even though PFL is a professional fighting league. If it ain't that NFL, bro, I ain't tuning in. But with that said, if you are a football fanatic, you have your Thursday night football, you have Saturday college football, you have Sunday, obviously, and then you have Monday. So four out of the seven days a week, there's some pigskin getting tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Like, you know, it's the weather's a lot nicer out here than it is on the East Coast, but it's harsh winters, bro. Imagine if you didn't have football. Yeah. In the wintertime, it'd be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it, that to your point too, Vegas, with it being warm until November, usually, the season, I feel like it goes a lot faster. Yeah. It's bro, not it was like, warm until like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Today was a little nippy. I saw I saw 38 degrees when I got in the car and I was like, oh man, I'm getting I'm getting West Coast soft. I can't be doing this. I, need- I can I can see my breath. That's what yeah. that's that's my that's my barometer to it's cold. Yeah. If I can't see my breath, we just out here complaining. But the second I can start seeing that, it's like, all right, now I need to get my coat. <laughs> but dude, it's sad, man. Like yesterday I'm watching Red Zone and I'm getting upset. It's the last red zone and you know, it's it's an excuse to be home on a Sunday. You don't got to go to any brunches or any parties or anyone's birthday. You're just chilling. Are you a hater of brunch? I'm not a hater of brunch. All right, all right. Thank you. I I, I did a, I did a, cool. I did a show once where one of the one of the stars of the show he he refused to ever have brunch, and I was like, "What's wrong with brunch? Nah, brunch is fine. It's I'm a grown I'm a grown ass man, dog. We can have brunch. A couple couple mimosas in here and there, some French toast." You know what I'm saying? Like waffles, waffle fries. Like, yeah, I can, I can get into it. I just don't, like, bro. So I was having this conversation with my buddy Shane. Shouts to Shane. He's been on the show before. We were talking about Friday night. We were supposed, no, Saturday night. We were supposed to go out for someone's birthday. And this is when I, like, I've known I've been washed, but I'm washed on like a, on like a scale. Like it depends. Okay. It's just levels of wash, right? Like, okay. I was like, bro, what time are we getting to the bar? And he's like, dude, they're going to get there at midnight. I (laughs) I don't want to go. There ain't no way. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. And it happened to me for Formula One. I was out until 7 in the morning. Yep. But I was out the crib at 7 p.m. Yeah. If I'm out the house, I could go. You can go. I could go 48 hours. That's fair. Not a problem. No, that's fair. That's why I'm saying there's, uh, there's levels to being washed. No, that's fair. I, I see what you're saying. Because look, but if I'm home and shoes come off and until and I got to wait in the crib until 1130 to then go out, it ain't happening, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're I've right. canceled. Dude, I've canceled on good friends. I've canceled on great girls. Yeah. I need to be out the crib before nine o'clock before anything else goes. 
or else I'm not going. That's Respectfully. And hey, listen, I'm going to clip this. I'm going to post this for all you guys to know. If it's your birthday, it's cool. I would love to be there. But we got to do like, let's do a dinner beforehand. Let's do a dinner. Meet up at like 637, chop it up, and then let's go. I'll party all night. No problem. But if I'm home and you want to meet up at 1130, ain't happening, bro. Washed? Washed? That's that's not washed. That's Look, I'll tell you this. The only way I'm going to make it back out, and then this is iffy. I got to take my nap. But if I get too deep into my nap, it's a wrap. <laughs> I wake up like, oh, 11.55? No. Clothes haven't been picked out? Oh, yeah, it's not happening. Sorry. I forgot who I was talking to, but <laughs> it ended up being like 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home now. I haven't been home since 3. They're like, what? Why? I was like, because I went, I worked out. I went to the studio. From there, I went out and I stayed out. I was like, if I was to go home after the studio, I ain't coming back out, bro. There was no shower? No, there wasn't a shower after the studio. Dang. I showered at the gym to come to the studio. I'm not that crusty. Oh, oh I didn't yeah, know. Oh, I didn't, on, I didn't know what kind of shit. No, I didn't I've know always, what the gym guys, had. Guys, I always shower when I come here for the people in the control room. There I don't want go. this rumor to start going hey, around. Hey, I'm listen. already being accused of throwing some paper towel or whatever it was at the top of this like corner in the studio. I was like, why the hell would I do that? Oh, <laughs> well, people. Shout out to Brian and Antoine in the control room. But I say all this to say I'm not shit. My guy's over there. There we go. I'm not, oh, there it is. There I'm not it is. saying I'm not saying that I'm washed. I just think there's levels to wash. You know what I mean? Like there's levels to anything, you do, right? Yeah. But I digress a little too much. I just don't like leaving the crib on Sunday, and I really appreciate Red Zone. And now it's gone. And now we got two games on Saturday. We got three games on Sunday, and then we got the Monday night game, which I think is weird. Are you a fan of Monday night football playoff games? No. No, not at all. It kind of throws off everything. Like now the team has, now the team has unfair rest advantage. Though it was brought to my attention. Shout out to the Discord, the VM Discord. Join the Patreon. You get in the Discord. The Rams won the Super Bowl and they were the Monday night game when they played Arizona. Hmm. So does it really matter? I just don't like it because I feel like the playoffs should be Saturday and Sunday. I love having Saturday NFL games. Like, that's pretty dope. But yeah. your thoughts on Monday night? No, no. Because, I mean, listen, you know, if if we're playing a team that played on Saturday, how's that fair to us? So they got two extra days on us to prepare and to look at it. Like, I want to say the NFL is probably going to do a good job. They should do a good job of not having you play on Saturday. So, like... The winner of the Bucks Eagles, if they played Saturday next week, yeah, that would be criminal. That would be unfair. Oh well, well, no, no, no. They no, would no. probably be. I would, I would fantasy book. They're definitely a Sunday game. No, no, not not that they play the early game after playing Monday, but that that team that played on Saturday this week because we can't control necessarily who's going to match up in the next round. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. So if we if if it's a Monday night game. And then they get to play somebody that played on Saturday. Like they got that team. That saying. team had two extra days. Like the team had two extra days to get rest. They had two extra days to start scouting already. Like they're already playing with an advantage in the, in the, you know, w- with our season on the line. So for me, yeah. no, that, that I don't like. You know what I mean? If it's Saturday to Sunday, okay, I get it. But when it starts being Saturday to Monday, now hold on now. We had, we had a, we had a full two days to start getting ready for you. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, man. I agree with you. 
And, and just and just the injuries, like we don't have enough time to rest. Like th- this isn't the regular season where we can just be like, well, it's week twelve. Like you know what I mean? Like like hold on, bro. Like you cutting into our rest. Mm. So as far especially with players being creatures of habit, especially in the NFL, um, you know what I mean? Like they already don't like Monday Night Football and Thursday Night games anyway. Really, if you really ask an NFL player, they don't really love it. Yeah, I mean, Monday Night Football, you know, every now and again is cool just because the whole world is watching just your game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you start asking them, like, how does it impact your week? They do not like it because it really does impact, you know, my rest recovery time is completely different. That's why they hate Thursday Night Football games. I mean, dude, think about yourself, too. Like, your routine is so key. Like, I think I think that's one thing that's really changed for me as I've gotten older is my routine. I'm such a creature of habit that even when I went back home, bro, I got banged up with the stitches. So, I couldn't, like, do jujitsu when I was back home. And I couldn't really... I was lifting, but kind of was going through the motions. I was being pretty, pretty lazy, truthfully, yeah. uh, during Thanksgiving. But you know how people say once you turn 30, your lower back starts hurting and all this shit? And I was like, I feel great. I don't think I've ever felt this good physically. Now, here's the issue. When I came back from Thanksgiving and I was a piece of shit for five days and I didn't train at all. When five I went days. when I went and I trained that Monday, yeah. I was like, holy shit, my back is jacked up until Friday. Yeah, yeah. My muscles were because I had taken that time off. But I'm constantly in the cycle where I'm in the gym six days a week and I'm training four times a week and I'm putting my body through hell on a regular basis. I don't feel like I'm going to be 33 or like, you know, like how people, they get into their 30s and you see all the memes. It's like, when this lower back pain start? It's like, bro, you haven't lifted or done anything physical. You know, how many, how many of your boys have like blown out knees and Achilles going to hoop when they haven't hooped since high school? And you're like, yo, bro, you're 35 now. You're going full speed. You haven't gone full speed in 12 years. I, I refuse. I can't. I can't. Well, I can never go full speed because I'm the white Paul Pierce. Like, we talked about this. When I told Paul Pierce, I bought him my gear after you. He was like, nah. I, I have to. I, so I'm, I'm supposed to see Paul in the next few months. I'm going to talk to him about this white Paul Pierce thing again. Tell him. Be That's like, yo, when you are on, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude I do my sh- this show with. Yeah. He'll, rem- he- yeah, he'll remember because he was disgusted at my comment. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is like, yeah, I was never explosive. Like yeah. I was just that wasn't was a, your yeah, was that wasn't my your game. game. Yeah, yeah. But I'm no. saying like to bring it back to football. When I was doing the show with Will Blackman, the one thing he would tell me is like, bro, if even though it was never the case, right? If I play on Sunday, and then my next game is Sunday, right? Yeah. By Sunday, my body physically is about eighty percent. Yeah. I'm like, how's your body on Thursday? He's like 30. Yeah. Yes. So that adds context and perspective how shitty it is playing Thursday night football games. Yeah, you're you're not, you're physically not ready. Like, and you're never gonna be a hundred percent once the season starts. Like everybody's gonna have these nagging injuries, but it's just it was cool to hear that. And then you start to understand why all these guys hate Thursday night football. Mm -hmm. I I mean, and and to your point too, when you like when I talk to some of my it also depends on your position. You know what I mean? Certain positions are going to be much more banged up than others. Like when I when I when I first started talking to NFL players and when I talked to Miles Jack about it, and he's a middle linebacker. So he's got to tackle a hundred times. You know what I mean? 150 times in a season as a middle linebacker. Those guys are exhausted. 
You know what I mean? And then when I met him, he's not the biggest guy. Like, when I met him, I was like, yo, we kind of similar size. Mm. Like, for him to have to be going up against dudes at 300 pounds and getting them off of him and and going through people and then, you know, taking backside blocks, but then also hitting people. Like, his job is to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to be hit. It's to hit. Yeah. Like, defensive guys, like, yeah, like, your job is to hurt someone. Like, my job is to physically get you to quit. That's my job. As an offense is to get you to, you know, get confused and not get hit and get out of bounds and protect myself. Like all of those things, like the positions, I feel like too, your, you know, your body is different. You know, it'll be at a different space. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see for sure. Bro, I remember. So I played in the PSAL, the public school athletic league. Okay. And one of like the biggest players to ever play in the PSAL uh, that ended up playing in the NFL was Stephen Gregory, who was a free safety, played with the Chargers. I think he ended up playing with the Pats. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, bro, I remember looking at him. He was, like, my size, just a little stockier. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, for you to be playing with these 6'5", 6'6", dudes, 320, running 4'6", like, just made you, like, I feel like those guys are bigger freaks yeah. Like Julian Edelman came into the studio one time and yeah. I was looking at him, I was like, I'm taller than him. There's no way. And I'm a five ten white guy. Yeah. But he's like one of the greatest receivers come playoff time too. Like literally and, and, like and, and had a phenomenal career. People have fear of him. Right. And you're right. this small guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that, like that, that that was that was always dope. Like to me, that was always yes. that always resonated with me more. Yeah. Like that the the athlete, like, yo, Darren Sproles. Yes. How fucking crazy was that guy. Yeah. Like, no, serious. Like, literally, when you look at certain running backs and you're like Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders, you see Barry Sanders on the street. He's just, you know, yeah. He's a small dude. He's real nice, real unassuming. But like, every single person that ever played against Barry Sanders was terrified yeah. of Barry Sanders. That's so cool. Like, that, that is one of the reasons why I do love football is because like, there are so many different types of people in the game. You know what I mean? Basketball, pretty much everybody's pretty big. You know, AI, even though he's not a very big basketball player, he's still six feet. He's not a small person. Dude, I would always talk about Steph Curry like that. Everyone's like, oh, Steph is small. It's like, he's (laughs) 6'3". He's he's still a very big person. Yeah, in stature, he's tiny compared to, especially when you do the side-by-side of him and LeBron. You're like, yeah, well, LeBron is massive in front of everybody. Yes, yes. And, (laughs) <laughs> the perception on Curry was always he's the small little guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's also 6'3", bro. <laughs> yeah, legit. Legit. You know what I'm saying? So that that is one of the reasons why I've always loved football is that, you know, even this small, per- like Daryl Green, Daryl Green, 5'8". Yeah. But one of the best people on the field can take over games at 5'8". You know what I mean? Like, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Also, uh, Michigan scored again. They Same dude. Another big play. Yeah, I don't I don't see the score, but it's at least 14 to something. <laughs> I uh I bet Michigan in the first uh against Bama. Okay, so did I. I don't bet college. I don't bet college. I don't like doing it. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm not yeah. gonna bet on non-professional athletes that are younger than me. It's just not my thing. I don't trust it. I don't know if they're someone's girl broke up with them and That's now they're going through it. Like yeah. I'm not trying to do that. However, the reason why I did bet it, and it's something that I always talk about. Even if you don't know the sport, if you know betting, kind of could tell you how things are going to go. 
Perfect example. The semifinal matchup. Alabama was an underdog. They played Michigan. The entire world, Bama as a dog. You got to take Bama as a dog. 90% of the bets were coming in on Alabama. Yeah. Now look, the pushback is, bro, they won in overtime. It's not like Bama got blown out. However, I was saying to myself, there's no way I'm betting Alabama. I got to bet Michigan. So I ended up winning. I didn't bet on the other game because I didn't know enough. So I did want to bet on Washington even tonight, even though they're losing at the time that we're recording. Yeah. Because I'll always take the better quarterback. Kind of just my rule of thumb. Yeah. And, and it leads me into what we're going to talk about now with like week 18 fallout, moving into the playoffs. I'll reiterate this throughout the entire rest of the playoffs. The better head coach and quarterback, it means a lot. Yep. It means a lot. And you're going to see it this week because there are a couple of matchups where there's a massive disadvantage between one and the other. And it's just a rule of thumb. It's one of my playoff rules, the playoff Bible. It's, it's one of the ones, Josh, where if I have the better head coach and the quarterback, and if I happen to get that game at home, even better. It's over. That's the trifecta. Yeah. But I'll always lean to that because there are some adjustments that are made by these teams. And then with these quarterbacks, the alphas really come out to play. So yeah. let's dive into week 18. And within that, we're going to be touching on like what's going to happen in the playoffs and whatnot. Yeah. Michigan is killing them right now. What's the score? I don't know, but they just they just got punted to, and then they just had another like seventy yard play. Oh, it was another run play. You can look up. It's it's happening right now. Run play. Ah, fourteen three. Run up the gut. He just ran it for like sixty yards. Okay. Yeah, they're they are they are going to work on that. I wouldn't necessarily say killing is down two scores. Well, it's the first quarter. <laughs> you know what? Good point. Good point. It's, it's the, it ain't over, but it's uh, it's it's having some. Uh, the the tea leaves are showing. All right, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah, let's dive into the coaching firings. Oh, because there's I was one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you were one. I know Thank you're ex- you're excited about that. Yes. Now here's the thing, right? Shit happens every year. So. If you it was the it was the thing I used to say about Eric Bieniemy, dude. How is he not getting a head coaching job? What the hell? Yeah, is the NFL racist? Is the NFL against him? Like, what is it? It's like maybe he likes being the offensive coordinator for Mahomes in Kansas City, and he's in a position where they're going to win 12, 13 games every year. His value is never going to decrease. It'll only decrease when he leaves them. Yeah. So the enemies probably was looking at it like, oh, I'm going to go to the best case scenario for me, which ended up being Washington because there was like a, a unwritten rule of, or under the table negotiation of, Ron Rivera ain't going to last too long, bro. Yeah. Maybe he's going to step in. And I think that's what the plan was this whole time. I'm praying. Right. That's my yeah. Prayer. And like, dude, I, I think so too. Cause like, yo, if Sam Howell didn't get sacked 27 times a game, I think your team is a lot better. I, well, I mean, look, I think Sam Howell looked a lot better yeah. because, because uh, look, and, and this is this is my issue with football fans. If, like, and I think I've said this on this show before, when I had season tickets, I had season tickets for the Redskins during the Jason Campbell era. And I used to drive down, this is when I lived in Massachusetts, and I would drive down every weekend, spend time with my grandpa, and go to the game. Mm. And, um, like, I literally witnessed Jason Campbell never be able to hit his back foot. Like, ever. Like, it didn't happen. 
And everyone always, oh, Jason Campbell's trash. And it's like, bro, like literally, I, that was when I really understood when I actually could see the game at the game, how important the offensive line was because he never, ever was comfortable, like ever. And Jason Campbell went on to be a great backup and, you know, had a decent career. Wasn't, you know, obviously we didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Christ, it was the same year. But, you know, it, it, it just, it really showcased how important the offensive line is. And Sam Howell this year, man, like, 9% of the time, he was under pressure. He was getting hit in the head. He was, he, he never had a clean pocket. And then, you know, on top of never having a clean pocket, then we also aren't opening up running lanes. So then people are like, well, give more balance. Well, you can't have balance if, you know, first down, it's first down run and it's second and 10 or second and nine. Mm. Why are we going to keep running? Yeah. You don't keep running when it's like that constantly. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. From, from my perspective, as far as Ron Rivera, it had been time for him to go. You know what I mean? It, you know, he just wasn't the guy. He just wasn't the guy. He hasn't really been the guy, truthfully, most of his career. He had Cam Newton. Cam Newton in yeah. the beginning was, was a phenom. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. You, you can see what a great quarterback can do for a coach. You know what I'm saying? If, you're, if your player is just that great, what that can do for your team. You also need to post results, though, too. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to dump on him too bad, too much. But I think, you know, he he went away from what really the aura around him was Riverboat Ron. Like, yo, he was going for it on fourth downs and going for two before it was cool to do it. Yeah, and that was the thing that separated him from from other people. Yeah, and I think the jobs that you're looking at, right? You got five at the moment that we don't know who the head coach is. Okay. Your commanders, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Falcons, and the Panthers. In my opinion, the most appealing job. What do you think? Chargers. I actually think it's Atlanta. I think the most appealing job okay. right now in the NFL is the Atlanta Falcon job. I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, why you think that. Okay, tell me. That division. That, uh, di that division and then the ownership. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the division, the ownership, they have a great fan base. Uh, I, I, I see why you would say that because even though, even though the Chargers have their quarterback, they're also in a division where, you know, two of those four teams are going to be solid all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like the, the pushback on the Chargers is starting to think Justin Herbert might not be it. Well, we've been calling him Jay Cutler this whole season. Like, yo, bro, we, he, he yeah. might he might be Jay Cutler 2.0. He just is a handsome stud quarterback that you would every Disney movie would cast him as the quarterback role, right? Like Who's he's the quarterback. He's sunshine. He's Justin, sunshine, Justin right? Herbert's the Justin Herbert is what you envision him being. And he's ultra talented, but also like he makes some crazy decisions. Like, bro, how do you 6-6 and you have seven tipped balls every single game you play? Like four games this year ended with the ball being batted down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's like, bro, Kyler Murray don't have that many tip balls. Yeah. And he's he's 5'6". Yeah. He's not. He's my height. But like... He's you know, still small. He's small. <laughs> like, if I was an NFL quarterback, you'd be like, yo, bro, what's wrong with this team? Like, you know, it's, he's a 5'10 dude. Like, you don't want that. Now, the reason why I say that with the Chargers, also like that division, I think is chaotic. I think the Raiders are a lot better than what they put out this year. They showed and, it. They yeah, showed they it showed towards it too the end. when they yeah. rallied around with Antonio mm -hmm. Pierce. I also think you got to look up at Kansas City and say, "Holy shit, I got to go through Andy Reid 
and Pat Mahomes for the next decade? Do I really want to be in that division? And also, the most important thing for me with the Chargers is you're already paying this quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars. Where if you're Atlanta, right? Look, I know B. John Robinson. Was it a successful year for him? Based on what the hype was coming into it, I don't want to talk about it because yeah, that was my that was my freaking first pick in fantasy. Yeah. So and, and like hell, it's, cra- no. it's crazy that I wasn't invited in this league because I'd be cleaning up. If what you're do you taking, mean? You were invited, yo, bro. Listen, if you take Bijan Robinson, hold on, hold number on. one overall. No, no, I, I have to stop you there because you're you're not what you're not gonna do is over here and act like I wasn't like, hey, Nick, you want me in league? You're like, oh, no, oh yeah, I'm in yeah. like five leagues. Like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, I can't have you. Anymore. Also, if you don't do the draft board, I ain't doing it. What you mean? I need the draft board. I need the the stickers. I don't do this JV fantasy leagues, bro. I need bro, the we're draft not, board. we're not taking it back to the to the to the, the dark ages. The, the, the dark ages is doing it online. That's the dark ages. Like I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm telling you, draft board's right here on your phone. Draft board, draft board changes the game. But the reason why I say that is, all right, look, I think stud wide receiver, yeah, tight end if utilized correctly, I think stud. They got the running back. I think the offensive line is a lot better than people think. Opportunistic defense. You play in a controlled environment. Yep. You're in a dome. The division, like you said, is kind of ass. Division is trash. They have the number eight pick. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. Do you trade up? Do you make a move to get to top three? They do a lot of hype around Jalen Daniels now. I know he won the Heisman, but one of my friends that does college football um, research and mm-hmm. he's in like the analytics space. He was talking about how like, yo, if he does, when he does his pro day, he might like compete to be the number one pick. Like he's going to test so well at his pro day. Really? But people are going to lose their shit. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, he's basically, his, his playoff, his player comp is a taller Lamar Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Like this, this kid, and he, and he came out of nowhere, right? Like that's, that's another thing. It happens every year where a guy... Last year, no one was talking about Daniels being no. a first-round pick. Now he's going to be in the discussion. So if you're Atlanta, you have the number eight pick. You have a lot of talent there, I think. It's just not being utilized correctly. And I think that's the most appealing job, bro. Because you have the pieces around you where if you do hit on this young quarterback, mm-hmm. you won't need to pay him for four or five seasons. And then you could pay the tight end, the running back, the wide receiver. Yes. So I think to me, that's the most appealing job. No, that's, that's, listen, that's not, that's not crazy. And uh, I think the biggest thing really is, is that division. It's, it's similar to what, another reason why I think it's the most appealing and the Chargers isn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, because look, think about what Tom Brady had for 20 years. His division was horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Outside of the, the Jets being a herpes flare up, the Bills were really bad. You know what I'm saying? The Bills were horrible. Yeah. The Dolphins were terrible. The Dolphins, outside of when Ricky Williams was Ricky Williams for a minute, and then the weed got him. Like, and but, then the Chad Pennington year was when Brady got hurt. Yeah, yeah, but the, no, but then Mark Sanchez, like that was that was the herpes flare up. That's yeah. all they had. And, and despite all that, the Pats still would win the division. Yes, every year. you know what I'm saying. So it was like yeah. they, he had he had a cakewalk. So no, you're 100 percent correct in thinking uh, the Falcons. I mean, look, you know. My divi- my team, if you're looking long range, if you're looking, you know, okay, I'm still the coach six years from now. Well, six years from now, all the comforts come because now, okay, we've we've got a new arena. We've got a new stadium. Our stadium is also five feet from the, you know, from the from the home office. 
like all of those things. We'll have modern technology everywhere um, and we'll be in a dome. So if you're looking kind of long range, I think my, my job is very appealing, but, and also good ownership now, you know what I mean? Ownership that, that also owns other teams, like that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. Um, storied franchise, even though the name isn't storied anymore. Um, <laughs> like those things I think uh, will be big things too, but no, you're, you're, you're right. I, I think uh, we got to talk about Wink, Wink getting fired, which is banana balls to me um, because I feel like he is the perfect, the perfect DC now, especially for Dayball because Wink wasn't threatening to leave and go get a head coaching job. He is now a, you know, a career defensive coordinator. He's not getting a head coaching job. That's not, I don't think that's really his aspiration. Um, when I look at, you know, when we talked about Eric Bieniemy earlier, when I look at that situation, Eric Bieniemy with a established DC that isn't going to go anywhere, that could be a very dangerous proposition because it's like, oh, we don't have to worry about what Philly just went through where yeah. we lose our whole staff after we have a good year. We have a good year. Wink's like, all right, let's run it back. We'll be right. Th-. You know what I mean? Like he was the perfect dude and your defense wasn't the reason y'all was losing this year. Like the defense had a couple bad games, but like overall, they were keeping y'all in games. Now the defense was definitely the silver lining for the Giants season. I think it was definitely the offense. Um, Daniel Jones getting hurt, but even prior to that, it, it just looked. You know, Tommy DeVito came in, and people were getting excited about that. And then Tyrod Taylor comes in, and people were getting excited about that. And to all that, I say, is what you wanted, right? You're you're celebrating a three game winning streak with Tommy Cutlets and, you know, he's a, the passing Paisan and he's going viral and all this shit. And it's like, cool, man. It's cool. It's fun, right? But what's the future? What's yeah. the future? I used to have an analogy, bro, when I start, first started doing Veterans Minimum. I used to say, do you always, would you rather suck and get a draft pick or do you want to be the Atlanta Hawks? Forever six seed. Forever in the middle. Forever just mid. Legit yeah. mid. Yeah. Like, that's what you are. So, to me, it's, all right, Tommy DeVito comes in, wins a couple games. Now we're excited. Now we're all Italian. We're watching The Sopranos again and The Godfather and all this shit. Goodfellas. It's cool, bro. But now look what happens. Now look where you're picking. What's your pick? Like 12? I think it's 12. Ooh, did I do that off the top of my head? New York Giants draft pick. Not bad. They have, oh, they're number six overall. They finished six and 11. They have the sixth overall pick. There's no way. Yeah, as opposed to being those three games that they won, they're in contention for the number one pick. Yeah. Right? Like, this is what I'm saying. Why are you going to want to win this game that don't matter? Perfect example. Remember when the Jets beat the Rams? Yeah. In like week 16, week yeah. 17 yeah, that yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went from the first pick overall to the second? Yeah. They could have had Trevor Lawrence, which I know it's ugly. It's just terrible timing to mention this. But then they end up getting Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. So, because you beat the Rams. Congratulations, bro. You finally beat the Eagles yesterday. Congrats. Like, nah, this is not, I'm not trying to. You weren't happy yesterday? Nah, bro. I hate you. No, You need no. to find joy. Find I need, joy. I need the Giants to win a game against Philly when it matters for both teams. Yeah, yeah. Not, that, which hasn't happened since 2011. Yeah, not, not when 
not when it doesn't it when when it 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 doesn't matter truthfully yeah. it just doesn't it matter kind of didn't matter for Philly either because Philly knew that Dallas was going to take care of you guys I appreciate that I mean oh. <laughs> on. they were a fourteen point favorite for a reason God and they burned my ticket so, yeah I, I mean, had four hundred dollars I was like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna do okay yeah. I, I look I, I was knocking everything else out the the Raiders won the Chiefs won the Lions won. Redskins just just cover 14, baby. Mm. Just cover 14. And I didn't tease it. I probably should have teased it. Yeah. But even if I teased it, I, I don't, we didn't, I, it would have still been 20. Can I tell you what I think the worst available job is? Which one? If you, deb- if you debate this, I might just stop the show. How is it not Carolina? Oh, oh, no. A thousand percent. That's not a debate. Bro. <laughs> That's not a debate at all. I, now, you know, well, no, it's not a debate. I, I don't know what their stadium situation is. I know their stadium's older too. So Bro, are they getting the, a new one? Forget the stadium. They got an owner. <laughs> which is pouring drinks on a fan. Which is wild. Which, bro, if I was if I was in a press box and a billionaire threw a drink on me, I'm selling it like it's the Euro final and I'm Italian. Oh, my God. I'm goodness. grabbing my kneecap. Not Italian. Ah! Not Italian, though. I'm grabbing my, my pulse. Like I'm emotionally scarred. They gotta bring out. Distress. They gotta bring out that spray. Oh, that- <laughs> the spray! I'm getting stretched out, bro. I'm blind. I can't see. I can't see. It hit your eyes. I can't. I can't see. Like that's what I'm doing. If a billionaire just threw shit at me at yeah, a game, that's yeah. what I'm doing. But I know I'm being minimum. I know I'm being silly here, but this is what you got to walk into if you're a Carolina Panthers head coach. And also, like, what do you make of Bryce Young? I feel there's a part of me that felt bad for him. Because talk about a guy that couldn't hit his back foot. This guy's running for his life. Uh, a lot of the contracts that they gave out were laughable, even though Adam Thielen was a beast this year for them. Probably their only reliable piece on offense. You still yeah. gave him a two-year contract for like $10 million a year or yeah. $8 million. That's a lot for Adam Thielen. And I just don't know. I think you're walking in there. You don't have your draft pick this year too. Yep. But Chicago has it. Like yep. that is literally the worst available job right now. They sure don't have the first. They, and, and, and even from a talent standpoint, bro, like Washington got playmakers on their team, both sides of the ball. Uh, Raiders got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Chargers got playmakers. Falcons got playmakers. Who do the Panthers have? Ryan Burns. That's it. And he That's don't even it. want to be there. And, and he's, and he's, and he's more in than a trade package. He's, he's been in trade packages for three years now. Yeah, he's, he's more than likely leaving. Yeah, if they drop the price on him and they go instead of you know two first round picks, we'll do two twos. He's out. Is he is he still under contract? I thought he's a free agent. I think he is a free agent too. Yeah, yeah, no, he's free agent. So yeah. this is it. So uh, like, what's what's appealing about them? Not much. Not much. Christian McCaffrey's gone. He's still he's still on the team, but he's due for an extension. And there's already rumblings that he's probably going to hold out or demand the trade. So like, what do you what do you have there? I, I think it's. I think it's bad in Carolina. And shout out to my guy, Alex. He does a lot of the social media for VM. He's a Panther fan. So, uh, God bless him. Enjoy that. Yeah, definitely enjoy that. Um, all right, let's do an ad read real quick for Fly Me Out. And then we'll get back into a couple of rights and wrongs overall arching uh, theme for this season. Where we got what we got right, what we got wrong. So b- before we do, big ups to Fly Me Out. Fly Me Out scouts and curates trips to some of the world's most exciting locations. Those who join only purchase their slot. They take care of everything else. 
And listeners of Veterans Minimum, if you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe, let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Raya, and Airbnb all had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bomb with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel. Make memories with Fly Me Out. Use code VM1 for expedited application review. That is code VM1 for expedited application review. Josh, I was told by the fans of the show that they will stop listening to the show if I do not harass you about the commanders making the NFC title game <laughs> as your crazy prediction back hey, in the summer. Listen. Uh, you had them as the two seed. You yep. had them winning the division. Yep. Uh, they started off the year two and oh, I allowed you as a friend to express your feelings because I was like, I ain't gonna like this, bro. And, and what did I say then? I was like, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah. And then they went two and 12 the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take, I'll take an ISO game. Ah, all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll just let you know from, for me to, for me to you out there, I do apologize for, for my homerism. I, I love my team. Um, and, and I'll tell you this right now. And I'll tell you this too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, step up on Madden with me and you see, you see me rock with my Redskins. And you'll be like, how the heck is he pulling this off? Because they actually are decent. They're decent, Dick. I, I, I nicknamed, so this, this happened, this happened actually with, with a coworker of mine because he was talking a whole lot of big stuff and he got 80 put on his head and the nickname has now become S.How. He, he, like, it, it's, it's a problem online. Are you telling me I, that like, Washington is good because you play a video game? Bro, I'm, I'm just letting you know. When, when I had Chase Young and Montez Sweat out there still, it, what like, a take. It, was, it, was, it was literally nothing you could do. Dude, I used to do a show with this, uh, with this one dude who bought all the stock on Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> okay. MVP and all that. And I, I, thought, I thought the takes couldn't get worse than that. Now you comparing it to a video game is hilarious. Uh, look, hey, look, look. I'll tell you this as far as say, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, right? In a Madden league, turned Mitchell Trubisky into the MVP. Yeah, a video he was, game, bro. He was, he was he was Mitch, please. Come on, man. <laughs> but Come yeah, on. no, it was it. Look, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it was nah, it was that a rough was year. That, honestly that was like a ridiculous take. But I was letting you have it because you were excited. We had a couple beers flowing, and uh, you were feeling yourself. Well, well, hold on. Wait a minute. What were you right about? Do you remember wait, some of the things a, you were right well, about? I mean, wait a minute. You guys were saying the Saints were going to win 14 games. Saints, yes. Hey, so, I have, I, listen, I have, I'm, I'm taking my L's. I got right, my L's right, over here. Go ahead, what right? were your L's? Because I this is way back in my notes. I can't all remember right. all the bad things I said. My bad calls this year. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can find Packers it. 12 and 5, division winners. I was wrong, but silver lining, they didn't make the playoffs. Yes. And I and I said I said they were gonna have a solid year. I said they were gonna be kind of eight in the eight, mix. To, eight to nine wins. Yeah, and that's what and they I got. said they would that would be a great year for right, them. Right. And it was. And if you're a Packers fan, you have a guy now. Yeah. I really do. And and I didn't Three sell straight. and I didn't sell stock on Jordan Love in the middle when it got a little wacky. Cause then you're looking at it, a lot of guys got hurt. Now you got a lot of guys back. Reed has been a revelation for them. Yeah. They have a really young offense. And I think moving forward with the Packers, you should be really excited because they have, I think, the third youngest roster in the league. Yeah. 
And they have the youngest offensive roster in the league. I believe so it. So it's all first and second year players on this whole offense. Yeah. And then Jordan Love, it's his first year starting. He's still only He's like, like 25, 25 26. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I would be excited, right? Steelers, I had them winning the division. Yep. They made the playoffs also. So like my bad takes... Still, were kind of good because I was right on the team. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna make I'm me gonna go find mine. My my bad one. Saints to be the number one record, right? <laughs> yes. Burrow MVP hurt. Bengals Super Bowl. Burrow hurt. Don't make the playoffs. Doubled down on the Bengals. Didn't happen. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, the Saints. Obviously, we know about the Saints. Um, not being able to name anyone on the Rams outside of Stafford, Donald, and Cup. And then they end up being probably one of the scariest teams heading into the playoffs. And how many, how many wins did the how many wins did the uh, Panthers have this year? The Panthers had two. I said they were going to have two. Two. Nice. Okay. Let's go. That was that was right. I was like, hold on. How many did I say they were going to have? And it's crazy that they did because oh my other my other good take it was in the running man thirty to one the Patriots to have the worst record in football. Yeah, yeah. And I still think they're the worst team in the league, bro. I really yeah. do. They, they they were bad. Yeah. They were like really, really bad. They so, were legit bad. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. Like that one. I think that, that comes that, to fruition. That, yeah. What about this? Do you remember this one? The NA, the, sorry, the AFC North at the time we were recording, if you took the win totals of every team, it was the highest projected division win total in NFL history. Mm-hmm. All four teams above 500. Yeah, the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. All four teams. You have your number one seed. You have three playoff teams. And then you have the Bengals who, if Burrow don't go down, they're probably in the playoffs too. No, they, they probably would have had four. Yeah. They, they probably, probably would have had, had four. four. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's wild to think because they only finished the game back. So you got to imagine Burrow is definitely at least two to three wins, right? Like That's if it. you're an elite quarterback, you're probably going to make the playoffs. Dang. What are you smiling about? I, I, said, I said the Steelers were going to have 10. 10? I said they were going to have 10. I said the Ravens were going to win the division. Um, I had the Browns finishing uh, fourth um, with eight wins, but I still had them getting the but, eight. But going back to what I was just saying about the division, like we were right about that division being so competitive. Yes, we were. And us not knowing. There was a lot of unknown in that division because we didn't know what was going to happen with Watson. And honestly, we still don't know what happens with Watson. What happens with the Steelers at quarterback? The jury was out on Kenny Pickett. And... Yeah, you know, it was it was Lamar and Burrow, the only two things that we knew for certain. Yeah. And I also had Dallas winning the division. Okay. That was one that I felt like Philly was still gonna make the playoffs. I didn't see what happened to Philly transpire. Yeah. But yeah, those are just some of the some of the takes, man. I had Nick Chubb to lead the league in rushing yards. Okay. Out by week two, got hurt. My absolute lock division bet was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus 155. Oof. And uh, how crazy is that, bro? The Jaguars were 8-3 and three at one point this year. Bro, they fell apart. The wheels came off the bus. They all were, the way they off. They were 8-3. And, and Jacksonville Jaguars fans, I apologize. Because I shot a video. And I made the cover art of the video. Hey, why don't no one respect us? And it's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> They went one and six after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember what their record was after uh, they started playing with the terrible towels, but I know it wasn't good. 
Bro, it was when the Jaguars, right before they played the pit, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh-huh. that's when I shot that. And at the time, from there, they go on to get smoked by the Niners. Then they beat the Titans. They beat the Texans. Then they lose to the Bengals, lose to the Browns, lose to the Ravens, lose to the Bucks, beat the Panthers, lose to the Titans. That's crazy. In a winning your in scenario where you had everything ahead of you. And look, man, you want to hear something crazy? I got almost every single division uh, winner right. If I was to tell you who has a better record in their career between Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence, what would you say? Uh, I think it's Daniel Jones. Now, are you saying that because of the way I prefaced the question? Uh, no. No, because if you think about it, Daniel Jones hasn't had, like Trevor Lawrence has had bad years. Daniel Jones has had more mid years. We've talked about this. Yeah. The Giants are never bad. They've been mid. They've been right in the middle, like right in picking from 15 down. So, um, no, Trevor Lawrence had one, one playoff year. Daniel Jones has had one as well. But on top of those years, Daniel Jones has been decent. He hasn't been horrible. So Trevor Lawrence is 20 and 30 in his career. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones is 22 and 37. And one is the tie that our two beloved franchises That have. I witnessed in person. Now, here's the thing, man. And this is why first impressions are lasting impressions. Daniel Jones got laughed at when he got drafted. Hmm. How do you take a quarterback from Duke? Right? Yeah. What are the Giants doing? Who the hell is Daniel Jones? Oh, look, I felt that way too. Trevor Lawrence was the all elite 11 guy. Was at Clemson. Best Nash. prospect since yeah. Andrew Luck. John Elway. Yeah, unanimous. No, tank for Trevor was a hashtag mm-hmm. for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. The perception of you allows you to go and fuck up. Because... People are still holding out stock on Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not saying to sell your stock. But like, look, dude, 22 and 37. And I get it. He had the Urban Meyer situation. He inherited a shitty team that won one game. Yeah. I get all that. But Daniel Jones also had a lot of shit that he inherited too. Yeah. And it's not just a Daniel Jones versus Trevor Lawrence thing. I think it's a life thing. I think it's an all sports thing. Whatever your perception is, when you first come into the league or when you first make your appearance for anything, it's going to be the lasting impression. First impression is a lasting impression. That's right. And it's not always fair is what I'm getting at. I don't think it's fair. It's the same reason why first round picks will continue to get chance after chance after chance. Where if you're a fifth round pick, you'll get your chance. On special teams. (laughs) But no, you'll even get your chance starting. But the moment that there's a little bit of uh, he might not be the guy. They're pulling the plug on you, bro. Yeah, because we, we it's don't... It's very rare what happens with Brock Purdy. What happens with... Dude, if RG3 don't get hurt, it never happens for Kirk Cousins in Washington. Yeah, yeah. But RG3 kept... Baker Mayfield gets chance after chance, and then eventually he Sticks finds a game. home. Yeah. Geno but, Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith also, yeah. But yeah. Geno Smith was a second-round pick. He was the first. He was the first quarterback taken in that draft. Remember, yeah. it was a really weak twenty third draft yeah. class. It was the year after RG three and Luck. Yep, yep. And all those guys. So I just think that that's important, man. Where I think it's a 
it's a fireable offense for Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. Offensive coordinator got to go. Peterson got to go. I think it's, you can't, you can't lose these games that you were losing to end the year. Like, no. You can't lose to the Bengals in prime time at home with Jake Browning. You can't, like in you, a spot, like in a spot where you gotta, you gotta have it. Yeah, you can't no show against Tampa, bro. Period. Like, that's in state. Yeah, but like you can't. You just, I do. I remember. I, I bet the Jaguars there. I was like, yo, they're coming off the loss against Baltimore. Like, this is a good spot to take mm -hmm. them. I think they're a good team. And like back to back, you just lay an egg. Yeah. And anytime, anytime they played someone good this year, they got their shit punched in every single time. Even the game against the Chiefs, I've talked about this. They lost 17 to nine. Kansas City at no point was in danger of losing that game. Yeah, it was when, just, it, they just hung around yeah, enough where you felt like, well, they and, could have a touchdown. Yeah, and their best win that's aged the best is when they beat Buffalo. Again, that was in England. <laughs> yeah. So what do you make of what's happened in, in Jacksonville? Uh, I mean, look, they have, a, they have a Super Bowl winning coach. You know, they've, they've amassed a, a pretty high-powered defense, I feel like. Um, but like you said, for whatever reason, they just can't, uh, they, you know, they, they're this generation's yeah, but team, just like the chargers are always. Yeah. But like, there's always a, but they, they play well, but then in big spots, they disappear. Um, yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he finally last year, I felt like he started to turn the corner and I was like, okay, we're starting to see that, uh, that hype that he had around his name. He started to actually fulfill some of that promise. Uh, this year, this year was, it was up down, man. I, like I said, I had him in fantasy and it was, it would be great. And then I would miss him because I'd have him on the bench. And the second I put him back in, he'd be terrible again. And it'd be like, dang, I missed it again. And he had a, just a very up down season. And that was the roller coaster that their team was on. Yeah. And they had a lot of talent too. Like I like yeah. their roster. You could do way worse than what they have offensively. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on down there, man. It's weird, right? Because you're looking at, if you're a Jaguars fan going into last season, you're saying to yourself, yo, we don't know what's happening at quarterback in Houston. We don't know what's happening quarterback in an Indy. Yeah. Tannehill is same cool, thing. right? Tannehill is cool. They, they signed at the time Malik Willis. A lot of unknown there. And you're like, yo, bro, we got Trevor fucking Lawrence. We're going to be fine for the next decade. And then fast forward. 12 months later, Anthony Richardson, they're excited for in Indian, uh, Indianapolis. I know he got hurt, but he was showing basically Cam Newton 2.0. Yeah. And then obviously CJ Stroud now, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No, no. I want to agree with you, bro. I do. Believe me, my 30 to 1 Puka Nakua wants to agree with you. We're getting it, baby. I hope. 1960. That I, record stood for 60 years. Listen, man. Puka got the record yesterday and two. Yeah, he got yeah. two. He broke the single season receiving yardage and reception mark by a rookie. And yeah. one of them was since 1960. Yeah, the, the yardage was the since yardage 1960. Was 1960. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, right? And I was, it, it got me thinking about MVP also. It got me thinking about college football in the sense of do you think awards now have become when you win and dominate awards? You mean you mean in terms of like, oh, I got hot at the end of the season 
And so now I'm the talk of the season because I finished really strong. Yes. That's exactly what I mean. And the reason why I hesitated there for a second was because, do you know who the MVP should be this year? Just off numbers. Off numbers, it probably... And, And the team record is phenomenal. Numbers, it should be Christian McCaffrey. No. No? No, because the last two weeks, he didn't play that well. No, no. No. Played all right. 45, 4,516 passing yards, a completion percentage of 69.5, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions, quarterback rating of 105.9. Dakota Prescott. Wow. His numbers in comparison to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah. And don't tell me it's not a, a numbers award because it is. Yeah. 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a thousand less yards than how many how many running how many rushing yards though too? Rushing yards for sure. Rushing yards, over 800 rushing yards, many touchdowns on the ground. Okay. Right. What I'm saying is Lamar Jackson, I think, and I didn't bet Dak Prescott. I only bet McCaffrey to win MVP. And I'm not even saying it's McCaffrey. What I'm saying and how I presented this question to you, and I would love to hear your thoughts at Veterans Minimum on social media, in the comments of the YouTube videos also. Write a review on Spotify and Apple. Like, reach out to us, Discord, whatever it got to be. But I'm genuinely curious about this because I think it's going to influence the way I bet moving forward. Mm. Because Lamar balled out in two marquee games in the last three weeks. Yeah. It was the Niners game. Yes. Monday Night Football. And then he beat the piss out of the Dolphins. So much so he didn't even play week 18. Yeah. Right? And from a number standpoint, I don't feel like these are MVP numbers, bro. Like when you think about MVP, don't you think, yo, 40 touchdowns. Dude, he threw 50 touchdowns. Remember Peyton that year? Holy shit, he threw 55 touchdowns. Remember Moss and Brady, bro? He threw 50 touchdowns. Like, it, you remember Rogers, thirty-eight touchdowns, four picks. Yeah, like it's it's a it, it's a numbers like the number jumps out to you. Certain numbers, yeah, certain numbers this for sure. Doesn't feel like from a number standpoint, and I get it, right? Like people are like, "Yo, watch the games." First of all, you guys know that I do. Like when it comes to football, definitely watching the games, and I get it. He does a lot of things that also don't appear on the box score, right? Yeah. Like there was one play, Chase Young and Bosa are about to sack him. It's like third and eight. He's doing like a sidestep karaoke move up the sideline and throws a, a pass to like Debo, mm-hmm. not Debo, to like Bateman for yeah. 30 yards and or maybe one of the running backs. It's like, I get that, things like that. If you're watching the games, yes. But I'm saying also, it's crazy to me that Dak isn't in the discussion. If Dak don't get MVP votes, he's probably never going to get MVP votes. Like he had a monster year, bro. And And the whole point of this conversation is, do you think that moving forward is, yo, it's week 11. Damn, dude. Cowboys got Philly and Kansas City back-to-back prime time. We should bet on Dak now. Do you think that's how the MVPs and all these awards are going to go? Like you should, you should probably wait till mid-season and then maybe... Not even wait till mid-season. Like jump on board. Like, dude, even prior to the, the, the Niners game, yeah. he was like plus 800 to win MVP. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. 
And then immediately the next day, minus 1,500. <laughs> right? Like a lot of people, shout out to Dave Ross. He's been on the show a bunch of times over at VEASAN. Even Kenny. Kenny too. Um, and he'll, he'll talk about Lamar when we get to, to his portion of the episode later. Yo, bet Lamar to win MVP instead of betting the Ravens on the money line. Because if he wins that game, he's probably going to win the MVP. And that's exactly what happened. So my question, and I'm, and I'm genuinely curious, and I don't know the answer to it. Are we going to start looking at schedules for teams mm. and saying, when we're looking at like the top, I'm not saying to go and pick a guy that's like 150 to one. No, but I'm saying if you got 10 guys that are legitimate MVP candidates, dude, yeah. we did a segment. It was like, we picked eight guys. Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. eight different guys that yeah. were like, yo, there's a case for all of them. Yep. Are we looking at it saying, yo, these eight candidates, these 10 candidates are all legitimate MVP guys, but these two got Dallas and Philly back-to-back Sunday night, Thursday night. Yeah. These two got Kansas City and the Bengals on the road. Yeah. Or the Bills. Or the or, Bills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and if the other guy has Jets and the, Panthers. the Giants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, of course yeah. you're going to line them up. So yeah. I don't know, man. And That's fair. it brings me back to what you said about Puka what you said about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, even though he missed about two and a half games, even though one of the games that he missed, they ended up winning. But perception. This team had the number two pick. Now they win their division. A lot of it because of him. Highest TD to interception ratio, like a historic standpoint from that, even though Puka week one to 18 was the best rookie. And that's what I'm saying with the awards. I think it's a serious conversation we need to have where what's going to dictate the awards moving forward? Is it the guy that has the monster game? Yeah. And is it the monster game in December as opposed to September 17th? And I don't know. And I think that's something that we're going to have to highly consider. And I, I'll, all I'll say is we needed, uh, we needed CJ Stroud to, to lose to the Colts. If you, lost, if, if you had lost to the Colts. Yeah. It was in the bag, baby. Yeah. When he won, but like, thank God they calmed down after that dag on first play, 75 yards. I know, I know, when yeah. I saw that, I was like... Immediately, yeah. George texted me, shout out to George, and he was like, yep. <laughs> like immediately. About that, immediately. my boy Chris too in the DM, shouts to Chris, I do jujitsu with him. He was like, yep. <laughs> RIP to that Offensive Player of the Year award, man. But again, like, you know, before we get Kenny to join join the show and we go to Ad Re with Patreon, I think it's a it's a interesting conversation to have, man. Like moving forward, we gotta look at the MVP race and look at the last three, four games. Is there mm. a primetime game? Do you have that big spot to showcase yourself? Because mm. look, even on the flip side, bro, Ram Saints was a Thursday night football game and Puka went like six for one seventy and two touchdowns. Yeah. And then I saw him go from 30 to 1 to plus 600 yeah. in a day. Yeah. Not even like 12 hours, 8 hours. <laughs> like it happened that quickly. So yeah. I think it's important, man. And I know we, we didn't really touch too much on like what happened in, in week 18. In my opinion, I think the only games that really mattered were uh, Bills, Dolphins. That that Colts, that Colts, Texans game was big because Colts, Texans, yeah. That, that was the division. How do you winner? feel about the drop? Oh, my gentle Jesus Christ. Oh. As a as a stud flag football touch football quarterback, bad throw by the QB. Well, no. Listen, if you watched it, so so I thought that too, right? When they when they flipped it to the sideline cam and he had to throw the ball around, like because basically like his pocket kind of had like a little a window, right? Mm. He had to throw it around 
the defender and his offensive lineman, like sidearm throw and get it to the receiver on time and hit the receiver in his hands, bro, you got a dag gonna catch that ball. No, dog. do you have to ca- it's it's uh do you remember the the Super Bowl 46 Wes Welker's drop yeah. by Brady? Yeah. Awfully similar. Yeah, yeah. Could it have been a better throw? A hundred percent. Sure. But also, like, come on, bro. This you is gotta catch down, it. Down, baby. Catch like it. Yeah, there, we gotta, don't have another dance. We don't have another chance at this. You gotta catch it. You know what I'm saying? I think I would put it more so. Like it's razor. I'm going like 52-48. It's on the quarterback. Well, look, you know what it's really on? Freaking Jonathan Taylor being on the bench on a fourth and one, and he's got 150 plus yards, and they can't stop him. Yeah. That was the that was already the up, that was the infuriating part to begin with. Yeah. But then the second part was like, yo, it actually wasn't a bad call. Dude was butt naked. Yeah. Like, what else do you want from me? So yeah, no, that was. I, I definitely was in distress because, like I said, if 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 we get that game, if if the uh, the Colts win and the Colts are in the playoffs and the uh, and the Texans aren't, yeah, we, we pretty we we probably can we probably can cash that ticket. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too. And uh, speaking of cashing tickets, right before we get into Patreon, I almost hit a monster. Almost hit a monster anytime. Ten dollars for seventy five hundred. Anytime TD. Okay. Had Mixon, D Hop, Jefferson, Lockett, Ridley, Derrick Henry. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. And then I had Cortland Sutton. Cortland huh. Sutton got rolled up on in the first half by his own teammate. Didn't return <laughs> to the game. And at the time, bro, at the time, and I posted this on my Instagram at Nick Day is ten. You could find me on Instagram. At the time, Lockett didn't score a touchdown yet. Uh, Lockett scored a touchdown to end the game, the game winner. And my heart broke, bro. Because you were, you were, that was, that was the only I was one like, ah, yeah, if I'm going to miss on the parlay and I miss on two guys, then so be it. But when Lockett scored, Josh, I almost cried, dude. <laughs> $10 into 7500 And even like, dude, incentives, man. Incentives. It's, just, it's important. Week, week 18, you got to see it. And, and even if the guy doesn't hit the incentive, they came close, right? Like D-Hop needed two touchdowns. Yeah. But his anytime touchdown was plus 150. Yeah. Why not bet that? Mixon needed two touchdowns. He got them. Yeah, but bet bet one any anytime. He's gonna get one. Mixon plus one twenty. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. He's gonna get one. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, he's gonna get one. So it's something where Nelson Aguilar mm. on Saturday he needed forty nine yards to hit his incentive. His over under was thirty four and a half. He got thirty eight, so he went over it. Yeah. He didn't get his incentive, but that's what I'm talking about. Betting spots. Betting spots and the scenarios. Yeah. Dude, this guy needs three touchdowns for a $2 million bonus. And his anytime is plus 150. Why not bet that? Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be trying he's, to get he's one. Gonna, he's going to try and get one. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, before we get Kenny joining us to talk about Monday winners for the wildcard round, let's give a roll call to the Patreon. Big ups to the members of the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Bahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Kotsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. Shout out to Mike Wozniak and to Jordan Riley. They both won the Survivor Contest for the football season, so they split the prize. They both agreed to it, so shout out to those guys. And as you can see right now, for as little as one American dollar, you could donate to the Patreon and support the show. $5 a month, you get access to the betting picks. You get access to the Discord. $10 a month, you get access to the giveaways. You don't need to sign up for anything for the giveaways. We just do them every month. $20 tier, you get discount off the merch store, merchandise.veteransminimum.com, where you get some VM merch. You get uh, discounts on that. Yeah, roll call the shout outs and then $40. You're just a crazy SOB if you are in the $40 tier. And we appreciate you because we appreciate everybody. So that's <laughs> at Veterans Minimum to find all things VM, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. And now joining us as he is uh, taking time off his busy schedule because he did tell me he had some shit he had to do, but he makes time for the boys. He makes time for VM. Kenny bets big. Let's go. Good man. Let's go. And the crowd Dude. goes crazy. <laughs> Entrance like that? Come on. How am I going to not hump on the show? You know, it gets, it's good for the ego. Yeah, damn right, bro. It's good to see you, man. Happy New Year. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy parlays, whatever we're into. You know, it's the first time that we connect back in uh, 2024. And I want to start off by doing a little bit of a recap, dude. I like doing this. Because every year we learn more and more about the NFL. We learn more and more about our betting patterns. Kenny, in 2023, the betting season, what is your biggest takeaway from what you learned? Biggest takeaway, man. Uh, I've been doing this a while, so there's a lot of takeaways I've learned. But um, something that I saw it actually as a graphic, um, the juice posted it up. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting that I saw was, all right, your profits, if you put $100 on every NFL favorite to cover the spread this season, you lost $137. If you put $100 on every NFL underdog to cover the spread this season, you lost $2,236. So quite a bit more. Um, but if you look at those numbers, probably from the season prior and the season before that, they're all very different. So um, one thing you know is it, to, to think about is every year is, is different. So um, don't you know, whatever happened this year and you, maybe you found something that was working for you, don't necessarily think it's going to work the next season or the season after that. So uh, it's an ever-changing game. We've talked about it a lot, how, how betting has changed drastically over the years as it's become more popular. Um, and that's something that I think, you know, kind of kind of highlights that. Do you, Now, do you guys, uh, for this, this is a question for both of you guys. Do you think since so many more people have started betting now, sports betting, that lines move maybe more um, in an unnatural way 
And then that makes it a little bit tougher at times because like people don't know what they're doing and they start hammering the wrong thing. Does that change how you view things? Uh, yeah, Kenny and I have talked about this so many times. And dude, you you crushed that, bro. That was a phenomenal answer, by the way. That's why I reacted the way that I did. <laughs> silence. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was silent. Like, it was a silent response. <laughs> it's like when someone spits a crazy freestyle, you're just like, Ooh. um, no. Nah, but to answer your question, Josh, and, and it's always cool having like your perspective on too, because like you're not really like you're familiar with betting, but you're not like you're not like a fan of it as far as like you're not degening like we do. No, so no, it's cool I, to have yeah. that perspective. And yeah. I like the question that you asked because I think the answer is yeah. Kenny and I have talked about this many times in the past where there's so much more information, right? Like, dude, perfect example, week 18. Back in 2015, 2016, no one did coverage of incentives. Yes. And wow, and, that's and, a really and like, good point. yo, bro, uh, Joe Mixon. Plus 600, That's two touchdowns this week. If he got two touchdowns, got a million dollar bonus. ESPN did a feature on incentives, bro. Yeah. Back in 2015, mm-hmm. 2016, like yeah. DraftKings and FanDuel, mm-hmm. I used to play the daily fantasy stuff. Bro, I won $40,000 in week 17. It was the, the most money I ever won. Like I did a, a strictly incentive lineup and everyone hit their incentives. It was craziness. Like I couldn't believe it. But it wasn't as covered as it is now. And to your point, Josh, something Kenny and I were talking about weeks ago, this whole year, we always talk about it. It's like, now there's more information. Now it's no longer, if we know about the incentives, you know who else does? The sports books and everybody else in town, right? So it's no longer shady like, oh, yo, Kenny, this dude is plus 200 to score a touchdown. He's going to get a million dollar bonus, bro. It's like, in the past, I used to be plus 400. Yeah. But now they know. So to answer your question, Josh, that's how, that's how I think things have changed. One thing I want to take that a step further, dude, how crazy have the odds gotten for anytime touchdown scores? Oh, bro. Like, dude, there was, there was a game a couple weeks ago. McCaffrey was minus 300. Bro, yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, that's absurd. A couple years ago, you couldn't find, if a guy was minus 120, you were like, oh, this guy's getting in the end zone. Uh, <laughs> now, because so many people bet it, the odds have changed so drastically for that. Like it's a, it's a terrible bet now. Bro, awful bet. I'll go a step further. There was one game, he was minus 450. Yeah. He ends up scoring, and I'm like, bro, that's the dumbest bet you can make. Yeah. Scores on the first touchdown. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. but to Kenny's point, bro, minus 300 on a guy to score a goal or a touchdown, that shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> that is that is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, to your point, Kenny, I agree with you, man. The thing that really jumped out to me this year, bro, and we kind of got screwed over in Circa, because we just kept saying, bro, the public can't be winning every week. And the public mm-hmm. was just going bananas. Like you said, if you paid attention to the numbers, Kenny was bringing up the favorites. You lost less money on the favorites, just blindly betting the favorites all year. And that's what, that's what happened a lot this football season. Like Cowboys every week were covering. The, the Dolphins were the public team getting 70% of the tickets. And they were just going out there and covering. So I think for me, it's not to overact. No, sorry, to be more accepting of a new trend. Like maybe this was the year of the favorites, bro. The public favorites. Mm. And stop being so naive and saying, oh, it's going to regression to the mean, regression to the mean. Because then there's a slight regression to the mean, but it's still not enough to make up for all the times that you got slaughtered beforehand, fading the team getting 80% of the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, 
this is another thing, right? Like, and it's hard to sit here and say like, oh, well, this happened. So this happened because you just sound like a crazy person. Right. But every on these primetime spots where in years past the underdog or the fate of the public is typically very lucrative. Like, look at this year, how many unders in primetime games cashed, right? Oh. And what's the new popular thing? Oh, let's ride the over, right? Yeah. Everyone's with their boys. Oh, let's hit the over. And this year, if you look at the public versus, you know, sharp bets on the over unders, the unders cleaned up. So that's something where I think, you know, the books are maybe setting lines a certain way to encourage bets on both sides. Because at the end of the day, a dream scenario for the sports book is even money on both sides, right? Because they're just taking free money off the juice. So, um, yeah, you know, like looking at the totals, the totals were very, very sharp this year. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, and the the last thing I want to add on on like what I learned this year is, bro, we got to trust our gut, man. Josh, Kenny and I, bro, like, <laughs> dude, he's laughing because he knows exactly where I'm going with this. And this is God's honest truth. Yeah. On, on Veterans Minimum. The amount of times him and I would talk on Tuesday. Yeah, I like this game. I like that game. I like this game. And then come Saturday when we would submit our picks for, for Circa, we're second guessing everything. Our original picks, probably four, four and one every week. Bare minimum three and two. But yeah. ah, man, fuck all these people now are on this game. It's like, nah, dude, we like this game on Monday. Like yeah. we literally have a segment called Monday Winners. And I think for me, Kenny, moving yeah. forward, those, those initial reads, I think are the right ones. We should definitely weigh those heavily. And then also, man, these, these hammer spots that we agree on, like, you know, Buffalo at home against Miami, uh, Philly at home against Miami. You know, those spots where you're like, yo, bro, you got it. Like we, I joke around saying we got to clear the Patreon. Like those are the kind of games <laughs> really got a hammer. Cause we were, we were like six and six, one and one in those games where we were like all in from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's for me, Kenny, taking that and moving forward. And we could start it with the playoffs, bro. Yes, sir. We, uh, you know, let's get into it. There's, you know, the, the regular season's over, but there's still money to be made. So we, we got to get the people some winners, you know? Hell yeah, man. Kick us off with a Monday winner. What's one that jumps out to you? So you just want the regular bets right now, right? Not the crazy prop bets? Yeah, yeah. we'll do just uh, for the wild card games. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, if you... If you're a faithful listener and you were listening to the show back in August, you're sitting pretty right now with some Ravens to win the Super Bowl tickets, right? So um, if, if you didn't get them, get in on that because the Ravens to win the Super Bowl is a absolute vibe. Lamar Jackson is here to show the world uh, what the best player looks like. So uh, get in on the Ravens for the Super Bowl because that's happening. But this week, um, you know, uh, it's crazy because we talk about the NFL being scripted and some of these games that they've gifted us, like dude, Matt Stafford going back to Detroit for their first playoff game in an eternity. Dude, give me the Rams all day in that spot. You're giving me plus three and a half right now. The lions, great feel good story. Dan Campbell, great coach. He puts his nuts on the table, right? Going for it on crazy fourth downs and in wild spots. Most guys would never even think of, of making some of these calls. But, dude, that Lions defense is still a little suspect. And you got a Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and, you know, the running back, uh, Kyron Williams, who's just been running wild this season. So, yeah, I think Sean McVay is going to have an absolute masterpiece dialed up. And uh, the Rams getting three and a half in a, in a playoff spot. I, I love that one. Yo, 
Yes. Josh is sick because he's been riding the Lions oh, bandwagon since like 2021. That's right. I've been doing this since last year. Yeah. Yo, so here's the thing, right? I, I literally, so far, I've gotten every matchup that I wanted. I wanted, I was talking about Rams, Lions in like week 15. You No, you were, you were. I was talking about, yo, bro, you, you know, it'll be, you know, it'll be lit if Flacco goes into Baltimore. Like it's not happening this week, but based on how I think the games are going to go this weekend, that's probably the divisional round, right? Yeah, it could. So, right. and and the Browns already played them tough. They beat them in Baltimore yeah. earlier this year. So yeah. like, and every Ravens fan I know, Kenny, they're like, yo, that's our worst nightmare. Don't want to see it. And it's so weird because yeah. like, I think, I really think like, it's crazy to think whoever wins that game might win the AFC. If it happens to be Browns and and the Ravens, just because of the Flacco momentum and all this craziness that's going on. But going back to the Rams, I've been wanting this matchup. I was like, dude, this is the first time he also goes back to Detroit, right? This is the oh, first time. Okay, he hasn't okay. been back to Detroit. I'm like, yo, Kenny, do you think they honor him before the game? Like they just put out the they they like show the tribute package. It's like, yo, I'm about to cook you guys now. That's oh yeah, that's a good ooh. question, man. Do you ooh. do you think they roll that out for him? And yo, do you do it to maybe get in his head, like show all the good memories? Like, damn, bro, you really gonna do this to uh, that's yeah, it's some gamesmanship there. That's tough either way. Because listen, if you don't, then it's like, well, you're, you're yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're yeah, kind of a bit of a, yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it, ooh, that's. But wasn't there something, wasn't there something tough. a couple of years ago that came out with like Calvin Johnson where they did him dirty in like a, a situation? I forget exactly what it was, but it was something where there was like a rift between Calvin Johnson and the franchise. And oh. it was just that they don't treat their former players right. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. maybe that's a little foreshadowing for. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, Stafford. that's fair. The, the, the Detroit Lions are literally known for their two best players of all time retiring early because they didn't want to deal with the franchise. So I, like, I no longer want to be yeah, here. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather not play the game that I love for 25 years that I've been doing my whole life have than money, play for you. Have money yeah. on the line. Like, oh, I've got millions still there. No, no I'm good. I'm all Calvin, set. I'm a Calvin go was like 30 years old. He's like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> Like, I don't want to do this. Barry was 29, I think. Yeah. Yeah, coming off of MVP. Or like 2,000 yards, I think it was. But yeah, Kenny, I really like that Ram spot. Dude, call me a sucker, but I have some information for you too. I think, I think Browns minus two and a half is like screaming at me. And I know it's very trappy. It's going to be the most popular dog pick of the week. No, not dog pick. The most popular side of the week, I think. Browns minus two and a half. And I think it's the right side too. And I have some information here. The last two seasons, wild card weekend, there's been two games, one last year and one the year before, that 75% of the tickets or more were on one side. Both times, Josh, mm-hmm. the team getting those tickets won the game outright. Yeah. It was the Niners two years ago against Dak where okay. and the Cowboys where they were the road team. Yes, And yes, Dak yes. like slid, right? Oh, and, okay. And the clock okay, ran okay. out. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Niners were the most trendy underdog pick. <laughs> and I was like, that's the side, bro. Yeah. I know yeah, everyone's yeah. on it, but that's the side. And then last year, my New York Giants. The Giants got 77% of the bets at kickoff per the Action Network, and they ended up winning outright. So what I'm saying is... Against the Vikings, right? Against the Vikings, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is yeah. I'm not as scared with trends like that, especially early in wildcard. 
No, yeah. We literally just said this in to open, you know, when I yeah. first hopped on, right? Like that those things necessarily don't matter as much because of how many different bets there are, you know, all these crazy different bets people are putting their money on. Um, but yeah, I, I I love that spot for the Browns because again, if the Browns win, it sets up Flacco going to Baltimore. It gives us a rematch of Chiefs versus the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. And then if the Rams win, we'll get Rams versus Niners, Eagles versus Cowboys. Like if you put if you if you have Browns money line, Chiefs money line, Bills, Cowboys, Rams, Eagles, it's plus fifteen fifty five, and that's just like the storyline parlay right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this the storyline parlay. I, I look, I like I, this a lot, bro. I, I'm looking at the Steelers plus ten. Yeah, there's no way that they're gonna lose by that much to the Bills. That's my Monday winner. I, I don't. I don't. No, no, see no not that. the Steelers. I think the Bills win by by twenty eight. Really? Yeah. You think they just blow the doors <laughs> off of the oh, of yeah, the Steelers? Yeah. It's gonna be. They yeah, went. They I think so man. Yo, they. So here's the thing, right? They went from thinking they're gonna be a road team to having a home game. Now they're at home. They have basically home field advantage until the AFC title game, where they go into Baltimore, and they're on a five game winning streak. Yeah. Pittsburgh just lost TJ Watt. Which, if you look is, at this, is that is that all the way official? I know yeah, he, it was MCL. I saw. Yeah, he's not playing this week. At least he could oh. return if they do win. And it's like, bro, Mason Mason Rudolph going into. I'm good. I'll t- no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll I'll lay the ten points. The the, the TJ the, the, the TJ Watt factor. Yeah. I, I, I'll keep my money in my pocket. And Thank I you. think I think the matchups favor Buffalo so well that even if Josh Allen, because you just gotta account Kenny for the interception that he's gonna throw, because this guy just throws a pick every time. But my my Monday winner is I agree with Kenny on on the Rams, but I'm not afraid of this big number with Buffalo. Okay. What do you have, Kenny? What's uh, what's what's another one that you like? Yeah, I mean, looking at that one, yeah, it's it's got to be the Bills, right? Dude, Bills Mafia is going to be going insane for that game, thinking they finally got a you know they got a home playoff one. But um, some of the I know Nick wanted some long shot bets too, so I cooked up some of those. Yeah, let's do that, bro. So let's can... let's do the the. So I want we'll each give a future that is, oh, like plus five hundred or more, or, or any futures that you think are enticing, bro. And you you could kick us off. All right, so this one is, I'm going to take them for both because I think we'll hit one. There's a chance we hit both, but again. You all know I've been on this train since the beginning of the season. hasn't hasn't failed us yet. So why hop off now? Lamar Jackson most playoff passing yards plus eight hundred. Um, Lamar Jackson most playoff rushing yards plus fourteen hundred. Um, I think he's he's this is the time where um, if you've watched the games, he's obviously he's the MVP. He's been going crazy, but I think I don't think we've seen him hit his top gear yet. Kind of like what we saw against the Miami Dolphins. And I think now playoffs, it's winner go home. I think we're going to see him running a lot more. I think we're going to see him trying to create, you know, plays a lot more. Uh, and I think we're just going to see a Lamar Jackson special uh, run here come playoff time. Dude, I'm so happy that you brought this market up because those were some of the ones that I had also. as Because you could bet on who you think is going to lead the playoffs. And, and sometimes, like, if you're like Kenny and you think, yo, they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl. You're guaranteeing that they're going to play the three games. Yeah. Right. If you're Baltimore. Right. So like for me, the one that jumped out to me that I thought was really interesting, bro, 10 to one Stefan Diggs to lead the playoffs in receiving yards because everyone knows like my dear Buffalo and I'm on Buffalo. So in the event that they do, 
Kenny, that's also an extra game that Buffalo is playing. Yes. Basically, everyone's playing an additional game except for the Ravens and the Niners. Yeah. So those that was one that that jumped out to me. And then just a really long shot. And and I'm smiling because I don't really believe it that much, but let's just say Kansas City has kind of been sleepwalking so far. 35 to 1, Travis Kelsey to lead the playoffs in receiving yards. Where else is he going to go with the ball? We saw him last year against the Jaguars. He caught like 15 passes, I think. So if he just gets peppered with 15 targets, catches about 10 passes a game, and and they happen to go on, you know, to the AFC title game. Yeah. I don't know. I think that one just jumped out to me, Kenny. That's not that's that's not as crazy as you're making it look. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, that one that one was nuts. And then the other one, I think the other one that I really like is a matchup. The matchup that I like, and it kind of goes against what I've been what I've been talking about because I'm pro Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like anti-Dallas. <laughs> yeah. But why is Baltimore? Dallas has a Super Bowl jumping out to me at plus 915. Wow. I'm getting a head nod from Kenny. Kenny. I mean, here's why. You look at the NFC side, it's super, I mean, I don't want to say it's wide. Obviously, you know, they're all wide open, but the the Niners are the clear, clear, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else in the NFC. And it just seems too easy picking the Niners, right? Um, it's never anyone that's bet on sports and watched sports uh, at any length knows it's it's never too easy. So um, something tells me that, you know, the 49ers are going <clears> to <throat> hit a rough patch at some point. And you look at the teams in the NFC, like who are the teams that could really kind of go toe to toe with the Niners? It's, it's pretty much Dallas right now because the Eagles look ter- look terrible down the stretch. Yes, they did. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Dallas, like they get a lot of hate because, you know, they haven't really beat some of these good teams. But. It just takes one game and, uh, you know, they got the pieces, right? Like we've seen Dak, if, if Dak's on, he can go toe to toe with anyone. He's got the weapons. No, I'm with you, man. And I think, I think the Niners are rooting for the Lions because they don't want to play the Rams, a team they're familiar with. It's a division game, right? It's the third time you're playing them. Played them so many times. You played them in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Remember when Shanahan was on this crazy winning streak against McVay and he finally beat them when it mattered. And then what if happens again? Like, oh, yeah. yo, you always, and the McVeigh kid, you know, they're boys. So you could always say like, yeah, bro, you beat us in September to December, but I beat you when it matters. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate dig. Because <laughs> when it matters is when I beat you. So yeah, dude, I think if you're, you're right. Like the Niners go down 10, nothing in the second quarter in one of these games. Probably nervous if you're backing San Fran, because you've seen how it's spiraled out of control in the past. Yeah. Whenever they do fall behind. And if it's not clicking for for Purdy in that offense, it's going to be a long day for them. So I think that one jumped out to me, man, at plus 915 Cowboys and Ravens. Yeah. You got one? I I, I told you before, Air, I've got a, a Midwest special. You know, I'm always... The sympathy for, Super Bowl. Yeah. The, hey, listen, listen. It's not about sympathy. Uh, and there's a storyline for each each team. Yeah, you know I mean, look, I, I like, you know, I, I do I think the Lions are going to make the Super Bowl? Probably, probably not. Um, but as as Kenny was saying, 
you know, that that NFC side is like you could make a compelling case for any of those teams, truthfully, Um, especially if the Niners go down, like say the Niners do take a hiccup somewhere and they drop. Well, then it's all bets are off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and so uh, I don't know if the Lions have it in them to get all the way there, but I'm going to take the Lions because uh, I've been riding them the, all year and most of last year, too. And then, you know, I'm going to take I'm going to take this this season's uh, hot team and I'm going to take the Browns and, and call it, you know, somebody's O's got to go. So, you know, one of those teams gets to a Super Bowl and wins it. And, uh, you know, somebody's fan base <laughs> is elated for for two generations. That'd be wild. You know, insane. You know, I don't say this often, Josh, but you might be better off buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> I love, I love you, Katie. <laughs> Katie, that made my whole week. <laughs> hey, hey, someone look, had to tell him. Someone had to tell. Him. <laughs> yeah, you see, uh, you see, one of the big lottery winners recently. This is how you know. I've been saying it's rigged for a while, but uh, one of the big. I think it was like one, close to a billion dollars recently. Yeah. Um, a store in California, the same store sold two winning tickets to two people. Same oh. numbers, same, same random numbers. That's impossible. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that literally is some, yeah, that is crazy. And why does it always come out of Cali? Like you don't ever hear always. like some dude from the middle of Kansas, like Idaho. Well, yeah. Like it's always like, it's always the big central hubs. Like, one of those cities always yeah, gets Yeah, why is it why is it that anytime I think of like mad random and out of nowhere I think of Idaho. <laughs> that's like it just that's, goes, that's your Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State is the college you, I always you randomly know say. Anyone that's ever been to Idaho? Nah, bro. Like imagine wanting to vacation well, to yeah, Idaho. I've driven you, through. You've been to Idaho. Not a surprise, bro, with some of your takes too. Like you've been to Idaho as <laughs> <laughs> what's good with my takes. Like, unless you're a hostage, there's no other I didn't I didn't say I stayed over. <laughs> I said I've driven through it. I've uh, seen it. The state has seen my face. I'm sure there's lovely people in Idaho, man. Oh, sure I'm sure. Lovely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But still, like, Idaho is just mad random. It's the same thing. Like, anytime I think of, like, a scumbag name, I think of Kyle. Like, <laughs> Kyle is the name I think of. South Park. And, like, one of, my, one of my really good friends here out in Vegas, his name is Kyle. Nice kid. But I'm like, yo, bro, anytime I think of, like, a douchebag, I think of the name Kyle. <laughs> Listen, man, what can I say, bro? I'm, I still watch wrestling. I'm a weird dude, right? So, like, just let me, let who's, me have Who's these. a Kyle in wrestling? No, I'm just saying in general, like I'm wired a little bit weird, oh, you know? Like, don't take me too seriously. Oh. I dropped out of college, my high school, high school education. You know what do you what do you mean? You dropped out of college, you were the you were the kicker. Like, nothing wrong. You were you was you was in there. Damn right. Damn right. right. My cleats came so in, Kenny. Kenny. I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm not ducking that. Uh oh. It's a little cold out now, bro. I'm a dome, I'm a dome oh, player. Oh, here we go. I'm a, yeah, it's listen, I I've become a little soft, bro. It's forty five degrees. I, you would have thought it was minus twenty. In New York. That's how I was reacting this morning. I went back in to grab a coat. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's like 20 <laughs> degrees out in Jersey today. It's, it's cold as fuck. It's rough, man. It's rough. But yo, Kenny, this was fun, man. Thanks for making time. I know you're busy and you got things you got to do. Um, we'll wrap up the show now. Let the people know where they can find you on social. Kenny bets big. Uh, you find me here with Nick, obviously veterans minimum, uh, just getting the people winners, you know, trying to, trying to keep the, uh, the sports betting community as positive as possible. Let's get it, man. Josh, where can they find you? The American Fan 365 on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, yeah. Love coming on Veterans Minimum. Love being here with Nick and, uh, and and chopping it up with Kenny as well and all the other guests. And yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Always fun having you guys join. Josh At- looked like he was doing a hostage read there. Yo, it did. It did feel kind of a oh, hostage. Go back. Go back. Really? It was, it was a hostage read. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not in trouble. I promise. <laughs> no, no He's rattled by my Idaho comment. That's what it was. I'm still stuck. Hey, at Nick Day is tenders. You can find me all things veterans minimum or at veterans minimum, and we'll catch you guys next time. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Zab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.